1: Shannon, are you jealous? Of
2: what, babe? Well, have you not seen? The VMAs happen. Oh,
1: right. Drake and Rihanna. And Drake held hands with Rihanna as they were coming off the stage. Do you know what? I'll tell you the truth. I'm not even jealous because as much as my eyes were hiding behind microphones. Now, as much as I've got a really strong, strong, what's another word for strong? I've got a really strong love for Drake, but I've also got a love for Drake and Rihanna together. Oh, so do you? I'm kind so of you don't mind? Yeah. But did it's you like hear if the If he's not speech? with me, I'd rather him be with Rihanna. That he gave. Yeah. No, I've only seen the end of it where he tries to kiss her and she's like, no thanks. I mean, I think you should be jealous because... Stop trying to make me jealous. I'm really happy for them. Anyway, talking of love. Yes. We've been talking of love, haven't we? Yeah, with episode, who? With none other than Fred from First Dates. Do you watch First Dates? I watch First Dates. It's such a good programme. Yeah, so if anyone hasn't watched First Dates, it's basically... A show on Channel 4 where they get loads of couples to meet up and have their first date in this restaurant. Yeah, they're not couples yet. they oh, yeah, So they're they're they've not never
2: met. These people have never met and they're going on blind dates and they turn up to a restaurant and it's all televised and they have their first date and then you can watch all the awkward moments and all the great moments. You explain that much better. So Can you tell I'm f- a fan? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so explain why Fred is such an integral part of first dates.
2: So Fred is the maitre d' so he's like the first person that people see and he's so nice but also really, really cool and French and he gives all these amazing like insights into love and like one-liners so we went down to his restaurant his other restaurant where he does his nine-to-five job and we asked him all these questions that we asked people at ASOS about love and relationships and got all of his words of wisdom yeah that was really exciting And, Annie, what have you been doing this episode? Well, another exciting thing that's happened is the new issue of ASOS magazine has launched. It sure has. So, all the things that are exciting for autumn, winter 16. So, I spoke to Letty and Joe, who work on our fashion team, and I got them to talk through a couple of trends that are going to be big for autumn. So, you're going to be hearing all about that, all the key pieces to buy. Okay, good. I'll get my shopping list ready. And,
1: we've been talking to people about the future. We have. Yeah, so what excites you about the future? What excites me about the future? Um, Jake and Rihanna. Or me and Drake, or Drake coming on our podcast. Those are all exciting I like about the how future. your future is all orientated around Drake. Why
2: are we talking about the future? Because the theme of the new issue is called Create Your New Future. So we went round uh-huh, yes. and asked people what they are excited about about the future.
1: Yeah, and it's a very packed episode because Georgia went down to Reading Prison. Reading Prison? Why did you go there? She went because there's a unique exhibition on, which we will be hearing more about later. All right, so, Annie... Get in the fashion cupboard.
2: Right. Hi, Letty. Hi, Joe, Hi, Annie. Right. For people who haven't heard the podcast before, would you like to introduce yourselves?
3: Um, I'm Letty. I'm on the women's wear fashion team and I'm deputy style editor. And I'm Jo and I'm a women's wear stylist on the fashion team. Right, so ladies, today we're going to be talking about
2: the trend guide. Now the trend guide is something that we do in the magazine every season and it sort of outlines all the trends for that season. And we're going to sort of tackle two of them today. So mm-hmm. what's the first one that we're going to be looking at?
3: So for Autumn 2016 16, um, which is pretty much kicking off now, we are really excited about the 90s. The 90s? I love the 90s. The 90s comes around
2: every season. So why is the 90s called... Cool? again for autumn winter 16
3: well yeah it's been around for a few seasons and obviously we're always referencing like different eras but um, what's the new take on this one is that it's kind of got a bit more of a grungy spirit to it so there's a lot of influence from um, like punk culture also skate culture and rather than kind of looking to like clean minimal aesthetic of like New York where we have in the past um, this is more about skate culture in like Seattle for example okay so it's grunge spirit is kind of what we're calling this
2: trend so it's a bit more where as you said in spring summer it was more about slip dressing and
3: minimal this is a bit more Kurt Cobain yeah so we um, really love the montage of Heck documentary film and also referencing films like Reality Bites Um, also there was a a big uh, palace exhibition in London which is kind of a London skate brand so yeah it's all kind of all based around that kind of thing. And
2: if you want to sort of wear this trend what sort of pieces would you be looking at getting? I think key pieces are oversized hoodie, the hoodie Yay, hoodie! The hoodie still rains, okay? It's never going away, Annie. With a logo, though, this time. Yeah, lots of logos, slip dressing again, but printed slip dresses, layered over, exaggerated sleeve jersey. Because there's a lot of this. sleeves. At the moment. You have to have your sleeves really long. Is that? Yeah, they have to cover your hands. That's the new proportions. Yes. yes. Everything's oversized, but more oversized than just your boyfriend's oversized. Just extreme oversized. Like. Okay, well, this is quite good anyway, because my sleeves are always long. Exactly. Because I've got quite short arms, so then I'm just basically doing grunge spirit already. Without even trying. Right. And in terms of, like, styling details, though, sort of more specific things, how can you do that? Is it a lot about layering? Definitely layering, but layering like unexpected things like hoodies under slip dresses and, you know, deconstructed jeans. Um, What do we mean by deconstructed jeans? um, Denim, where it's literally, it looks as if you've had two pairs of denim jeans and they've been cut up and then put back together. Okay, so (laughs) we're calling it Decon Recon. Decon Recon. And
3: that kind of um, stemmed from like 90s influences with designers such as Margiela who really um, like championed that in the 90s. And then more recently, designers like Vetements so kind of like really reconstructing like classic pieces and making something new from it.
2: Yeah, lots of clashing as well. So like clashing like ditzy florals with checks as well. Okay, so you can bring out your checks again. Yes, checks aren't going away. Big oversized check shirts, are great. And what um, sort of designers were doing this? What were we looking at in terms of on the catwalk?
3: Um, well, we loved Alexander Wang in New York for that whole kind of, like, punky, like, youth, 90s feel. Also, um, Vetements is still a real kind of influential show. Um, Off-White as well, from New York. Um, and then also, like... Stylists like Lota Volkova, who's uh, the Russian stylist for Balenciaga and Vettements, and even menswear designers like Gosha Rubinsky, who's also Russian, and is just really kind of like pushing this whole movement. So that sort of area as well
2: is quite interesting for this trend. It's sort of a new movement of Rus- young Russian designers. Okay, so that's one trend, and completely on sort of opposite, in a way, is the next trend, which is called Granny's Attic.
3: Yeah, so this is a really fun trend of ours, and it's kind of like really inspired by like vintage dressing and like um, eccentricity of like this whole thing of era-less and genderless fashion as well. And we've got some amazing key pieces around that, and um, style icons such as like Iris Apfel. So Iris Apfel
2: is a bit of a style icon, and she wears a very fabulous mashup of all different
3: types of clothes. Yeah, and I think it's more about um, she was kind of more for dressing for style rather than trends, just mixing and matching, um, staying like kind of true to your style.
2: What are the key pieces that you should be wearing for this trend? So, key pieces, yeah, would be definitely be oversized coloured faux fur, jacquards, anything jacquard. Jacquard suits is amazing, even jacquard coats with faux fur sleeves if you want to match it up. Um, Eastern-inspired embroidery, lots of velvet, ruffles, you know, pleated midi skirts. Okay, so there's a lot just, going on in this yeah, trend. Yeah, stripes, metallic And lyrics. it's about putting it all together yeah. at the same time. And, bows. And <laughs> bows. And it's a lot about personality, isn't it? So if you've got, like, a denim jacket, maybe about putting pins. Lots of or- pins, yeah. Pins is really nice. Even still, like, um, the patches that come through from, you know, um, the whole customized denim thing like you know taking those patches off and putting them on like a little velvet jacket so sh- this is, is trend still... is very much about showing your personality yeah and if you want some mini styling tricks for this trend what would they be um, geeky glasses and loafers yeah lots of loafers any loafers backless leather tapestry metallic great in loafers okay so granny's attic or grunge spirit really interesting thank you so much for talking us through the trends and we've got a couple more trends I think this season so mm-hmm. we'll probably get you back for another episode yeah definitely thanks Letty. thanks Jane. bye, bye. Annie.
1: wow okay I feel like not only have I got a shopping list out of that I've also got a to watch list I've got the Cobain documentary the Iris Apple 1 Reality Bites so thanks for that very informative yeah and what pieces do you think you're going to buy then okay what's on my list um I'm quite into
2: a massive hoodie. I think I can definitely do the oversized hoodie and- No you can't! I can. Because I just buy a normal hoodie and it will be a little bit oversized. And he's quite little. Yeah,
1: quite, quite mini. Well, five foot. Sorry. Um, Annie's height aside, it does sound like a very exciting time for fashion.
2: It is. And it feels like the system's changing a little bit because men's wear and women's wear are starting to show together. It feels like the future is changing. It's very cool.
1: So I think we've spoken about it before, but Annie and I work on the magazine. So we have these big brainstorming meetings where we talk about things like this. And that is part of the reason we came up with our theme, didn't we? It's called Create Your New Future. uh, And we've got Grimes on the cover. You might have got it in your letterbox um, because we felt like she was also kind of messing with the rules rewriting things making things happen yeah it's exciting
2: so on that note we were inspired and we decided to ask people what they are excited about for the future In the future, I'm excited to see what opportunities um, develop for women in the creative industries. And I'm also looking forward to seeing how the next generation of girls um, do better artistic things than we've done. So
4: I read something really interesting on Twitter recently and someone said that in vlogging, um, the people that do well are the ones that have a really strong sense of self. So I'm trying to hone that more in myself and just always be who I am and not try and be a version of anyone else and just always be true to myself. So that's how I'm seeing my future at the moment. I'm excited about a
2: destination wedding I'm going to in Bali.
4: I'm excited about being stable enough to live in a place where I can own pits like cats and
2: dogs. In terms of fashion, I think... There does seem to have been a shift recently
1: and it feels really exciting and quite fresh and I think it's moving away from maybe that kind of more homogenous take on trends and it's more expressive and um, with the new designers that are coming up and the, you know, movement between the huge fashion houses and different designers going to different places, I think there's quite a lot to be excited about. In the future,
2: to be honest, I'm just really, really excited about Christmas.
3: In the future, I'm looking forward to my boyfriend finally moving back to the UK so I don't have to keep Do long distance anymore
1: I'm excited to be part of an industry that is completely led and dominated by women I'm excited to see where that goes because we're all in our kind of early to mid twenties for the most part so I'm excited to see how it develops as we all grow up and where my place in that will be as well
2: So Shannon do you still want to talk about Drake after all of those really interesting comments?
1: Are you saying my comments weren't interesting? No but do you still want to talk about Drake? Yeah me and Drake have got big plans for the future um, where's Georgia?
4: So I'm in cell C325. And artist and director Steve McQueen, his piece is in here. It's called The Winter. And it was made this year, 2016. And it is a metal bed, one that was used by the prisoners throughout the prison's history. It's really tiny. It's narrower than most single beds are nowadays. And it just looks extremely uncomfortable. So it's the metal bed, and it's got gold-plated mosquito netting hanging from the ceiling. So sort of like a print- net that children have over their beds and a spotlight in the corner of the cell is shining onto the net and it just kind of evokes this angelic sort of soul lifting experience and it kind of it's kind of haunting being in such a confined cell which clearly is really echoey because the ceilings are quite low and the space is really small one window
1: with bars over it whoa that sounds intriguing george's in prison i know she's really good at describing yeah Hello, guys. Ah, great timing. George and Murray, that was really fast. you come in Reading. Well, trains are fast nowadays, Annie Chin. (laughs) So you were at an exhibition in Reading Prison, right? Yes. It sounds really cool. Can you tell us all about it? It is absolutely amazing, and I urge everyone to go. It's held by
4: London-based arts organisation Art Angel, and it's called Inside Artists and Writers in Reading Prison. Um, So various artists and writers will respond to the prison's most notorious inmate, Irish playwright, novelist, essayist, and poet, Oscar Wilde.
2: Okay, so this might be a silly question, but the prison itself, it's not still a working prison, is it?
4: No, it's definitely not a silly question, um, but no, it's not a working prison anymore. I think what's really cool about the exhibition is that the prison itself has been shut to the public since 2013. Um, So you're seeing inside something that you usually wouldn't have access to. Obviously, prisons aren't something like a tourist attraction. Um, But before that, it housed young male offenders um, aged between 18 and 21.
1: Okay, so back to Oscar Wilde, he cropped up in my A-level English, GCSE A-level, yeah. but I can't remember that much. Do you, Annie?
2: No. no, can you tell us a bit about him?
4: Okay, cool. So, um, like I said, he was a writer, um, and he was kind of known for his wit and his really flamboyant social life. Um, but if you don't know who he is, you might have heard of his most famous works, um, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Um, and the importance of being earnest. It was A-level, and I studied that. Yes, okay, yeah. and It's also really funny, isn't it? It is really funny, yeah. And they've both been adapted for TV and the big screen. So in 1891, Wilde began a relationship with a young aristocrat called Lord Alfred Douglas, much to the anger of Douglas's father. Douglas's father sent Wilde a note accusing him of sodomy and against the advice of his friends, Wilde responded by suing for libel. Three months and three trials later, Wilde was imprisoned. He was at jail from 1895 to 97 on charges for acts of gross indecency with other male persons. So we've got to remember that homosexuality was both a criminal offence and a societal taboo at the time. So his time in Reading Jail was brutal. He suffered from hunger, insomnia, disease, and he was trapped in a series of harsh punishments. Inmates were confined for 23 hours a day and not allowed to make contact with each other at all. In the latter part of his incarceration, he was given permission to write to friends, and so he wrote a letter to Douglas entitled De Profundis meaning from the depths in latin it's essentially about their time together and has some of Wilde's most famous quotes in it like this one with freedom books flowers and the moon who could not be happy
2: oh i love that quote i didn't actually know that was him
4: yeah it's like super famous and is like everywhere on tumblr but so what happened after that was he released he was in 1897 although he was unable to establish a life in london when he was released and he was no longer allowed to see his children so he fled to france He wrote his last published work, The Ballad of Reading Jail, in 1898, before his death in 1900. Both The Ballad of Reading Jail and De Profundis are still massively respected and studied now, Um, and the exhibition will see artists and writers responding to both pieces, as well as themes of incarceration, love, separation, and betrayal.
1: Wow. So basically, you get to learn a lot more about Oscar Wilde, and you get to visit this kind of amazing historical site what else is going on in the exhibition like who else is there why should we go well i spoke to james lingwood co-founder of art angel about the exhibition
4: who chatted about Wilde's legacy and why we should all be going
5: People will come for their own reasons, but we think a lot of them will be because they've never had a chance to go inside Reading Prison. I mean, if if you live in or around Reading, this prison looms looms large in the consciousness of the town and it has done for generations. So I think there's a, a fascination with what being inside a prison feels like. But of course, for many people, Reading Prison uh, resonates because of Oscar Wilde's experience. And Oscar Wilde is a figure who um, still speaks to to, to successive generations of people because of his writing, because of his sexuality, because of the way he was treated um, and martyred in a way because of his sexuality and because of, of, of how... Out of the depths of his, his pain and suffering in Reading Prison, he produced this most extraordinary, heart-rending letter, love letter, uh, De Profundis. Oscar Wilde's prison writing is is in a way so modern, um, if you like, if you think of a lot of 19th century writing, it it's, uh, doesn't reach so deeply into your own, you know, your own state of being. That's much more of a modern phenomenon, sort of confessional writing. People sort of talking about how they feel, uh, articulating their emotional states in great, in great detail. So I think De Profundis comes across to, to us today as still something which talks to our condition today and to the, the kind of the, the, the love, to confinement, to isolation. We have an amazing family of artists and writers here. I mean, just extraordinary artists from around the world like uh, Marlene Dumas, Steve McQueen, Wolfgang Tillmans, extraordinary um, writers and activists like sort of Ai Weiwei and Jeanette Winterson, great readers like Patti Smith, um, Colin Toybin I mean how can you choose
2: <laughs> wow there's so many incredible
5: artists involved then
4: yeah and what's really really brilliant is that they've all sort of responded in a really personal way I think the one I'm most excited about seeing is Patti Smith who will be um, reading De Profundis in its entirety um, on the last Sunday of the exhibition's running so you're going to go back yeah that'll be amazing I'm definitely going back you know I'm her number one fan
2: so when can people go?
4: So it's open to the 30th of October. Um, tickets are between 2 and £9. Um, and you can buy them at artangel.org.uk. Um, but make sure you check out what's on beforehand on the website because they've got various talks, performances and tours um, that differ each week.
1: Great. That sounds amazing. Thanks, Georgia. We'll They're definitely be going those. down, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, we'll
2: definitely be going. Thanks for talking to us about it. Bye. Bye. That Reading Prison thing sounds so good. Sounds very, very interesting. When can we go? Well, we've got a lot of things to put in our diary because George keeps going to all these really amazing exhibitions. So I think we might need an exhibition calendar. Okay, it's a date. All right, talking of dates, I think Mm. we have a date with someone coming up next because this is usually the time of the episode where we ask people's opinions on love, relationships, dating. Yeah, but we didn't need to do that this time because we only thought we needed one person's opinion. Yeah, so where are we going? We're going down to the Hilton Hotel because we've got a date with Fred from First Dates, which I'm personally very excited about. Vuh,
1: Hi, Fred. Hello. How are you? Really good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you so much for having us here in your restaurant. So this is not the first date restaurant that we know. This is Galvin's. How long have you been working here? I've been
6: here since May two thousand and six, and yeah, it's been an an amazing ride here, right? This
1: restaurant's got the most incredible views. Yeah, I mean we're on the twenty-eighth floor of the.
6: Uh, London Park Lane it's amazing overlooking the whole of London you know it's the, the, the best location in town I think
2: I think it makes a little bit of a difference from our studio that we <laughs> usually <laughs> record the view is much better here Fred good maybe we can come yeah. back and record the next one um, so you've been a mhg for about 20 is it 25 years
6: 25 that? years yeah
2: um, so what appealed to you about being on the show then if, if you've been a mhg for so long
6: well, uh, I worked with one of the directors that I knew and trusted, and he asked me if I wanted to take part in uh, in the program. Uh, which to start with, I was not really sure because, you know, I'm not desperate to be on television, and I'm only interested to do good things and things I can be proud of. Yeah. Then I met with the producers. Uh, I met with the uh, CEO of 2020, the the company that make uh, First Date, and um, I think I was reassured by what they were telling me and how they wanted to make the program. And they want to make something that's genuine that's true. They want to make something that's uh, that that's real, where we actually genuinely. Want to bring people together and just pair them and match them to the best of our ability, so they can find love. And on paper, it does work every <laughs> single time.
1: Oh yeah, what's it like? Because it looks like, it looks like there's kind of an amazing atmosphere of just I don't know. I can't imagine. Yeah, like, being we should say Chan, that we are huge fans. Yeah, actually. we are. We Thank are. You. We've been fanning out. Um, but yeah, what's the kind of are there any secrets that you, we wouldn't expect?
6: No, there's no it's secret. I mean it's very simple, you know, people come to the restaurant, uh, you know, you see the, the, the first person to arrive who go through the door, and then I meet them, you get a sense of who they are and uh, and what they, they, they are they're hopefully looking for, and then you either take them to tables, then to the bar, you have a further conversation, so you get a sense of who who yeah. they are as people. Um, and then the second person comes and then you know, then this is where the magic starts and where and the, really the, the ha- fun starts really.
2: Yeah. They really haven't seen each other before. Never. So it's that
6: genuine first reaction. It's all real. It's all a genuine first reaction. And what you see is exactly what the other person sees.
1: Do you think you can tell pretty straight away? So if there's a couple, can you get can you be like, oh, that's going well. That's not going so well.
6: I uh, think you get a sense from the vibe, from the energy that people are, are 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 just sending out. You know, when you meet them, you know, and you get that, you get that. We all have that sixth yeah. sense, and I think that you're just tapping into it and being a bit a bit uh, aware of it. And uh, you can. And sometimes you just get it completely wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh it depends really
2: and what has been the like funniest moment do you think so far has there been a standout moment where you're like that was like the craziest funniest thing that could have happened
6: i always remember the first episode of the last series that we did we had frankie and malola uh they were both dancers uh, both 21 or 22 and uh frankie was saying that oysters you know didn't do it you know for uh, you know in inverted (laughs) commas but olive did and they ordered some olives and they obviously fancied each other straight away and uh, Frankie had a lovely laugh it was so funny and they were eating olives laughing and giggling the both of them it was very very (laughs) funny yeah that was very funny
1: that's so
2: nice but you must get asked like all the time what your dating tips are and I think we are also going to ask you but what is the one thing that people ask you the most to get your advice on?
6: I don't know. It depends. I think that you having a conversation with people, you know, that are honest, deep, meaningful conversation. That's interesting um, because, you know, the superfluous is very boring. So uh, it's nice to get straight into it.
2: So if you were on the show, how would you ace it? How would you ace your date? What would you order? How would you make it a great date?
6: I don't know. I think that you just take it as it comes, you know, you just... uh you know, there's a pretty girl. You you like her. You know she likes you. She smiles. You smile, and then just have a conversation. You know, and ask about their what they do, their hobbies. Ask about ask about them. Listen to what they have to say, and uh, maybe make some suggestion, some wine, or yeah, have some Wine's wine. What good. if
1: you're feeling really nervous? Because quite often people go and they look so nervous.
6: No, I don't feel nervous for things like that.
1: But how do you what do you do? What do you what would you tell people if they're nervous about a date? How do you stay calm and not
6: You know, it's like everything. I mean you watch, you know, you Bolt, for example who the one hundred meters, he must have feel felt yeah. very nervous even though he said he wasn't. He must have <laughs> felt nervous. But you've got to um, you, you've gotta get on with it, you've gotta do it, you know, and, um, and and you know, at the end of the day, you know what will happen? What is the worst that can happen? The thing is it's these fears. You know, talking about quote. You know, Shakespeare was saying that fears are like horrible knowledge and horrible imaginings, right? And that's what they are, you know. And so, I think that if we let them take over us, you know, they're going to run our lives, and we can't let that happen. So embrace uh, the
1: good fear. Quote. <laughs> that's what you've got to do, Shannon. You've got to embrace, embrace the, the fear. fear. Okay, I'll go on a date.
6: I don't know if you know, <laughs> but you know, I do. I, I like boxing, and I, I, I really do. You? I, enjoy, I love boxing. I enjoy boxing a lot. So when I go. I used to be very, very scared when I got into a ring and I got into uh, fighting. And then you go into the ring and you have to talk to yourself. You go into your corner, you know. Your, 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 hands are very wet, you know, and and your 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 heart is is racing, and you're thinking, my God, you know. But then you put yourself in the ring. You put yourself in this position, you know. I'm the one who wanted to go there, and so, okay, just breathe, just relax, you know, and just get your heart heart rate down, and just just uh, the bell goes, and then you get get on your stumps and start jabbing.
1: I want to go to boxing now
2: Yeah me too I, I quite want to start boxing Maybe we should just talk about boxing Yeah <laughs> Okay right We've got some Sort of Love relationship problems That
1: people Around the Yeah office we've done a bit of research We've got everyone's talks. Burning questions Uh huh Okay
6: So, <laughs> so what this is first it one, Go on Eat me with it
1: They remain nameless um, My friend always goes for the bad guys She's met a really nice guy But she doesn't really fancy him And every day He buys her a present What should she do
6: uh, so she why doesn't she fancy him she just she doesn't you know who no, she, yeah,
1: she really likes him
2: and she really enjoys his company but she all he's a bit too nice and he keeps buying her a present every single day and she doesn't know whether she should keep going on dates with him to see if it sort of develops or whether she should just call it a day
6: right and uh, it's funny a lot of women don't like guys who are too nice it's a strange thing. I talk to her. oh, he's too nice, he's da-da-da. I said, what do you want? Do you want somebody who's nice or do you want a horrible guy? No, no, I want a horrible, nice guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, why does she go also to, you know, with, I don't know, all this lady is. Do you? I don't know. In
2: her twenties. In her twenties.
6: So she's very young, you know. And um, I mean, why is she always following a pattern of going with these guys? It's difficult to discuss it, you know, when you don't know her, you don't know the story. But you know, if she doesn't fancy the guy, I mean, I don't know if she's has she kissed him. Oh,
1: we didn't. We we didn't go. We didn't. Do you think it's important that spark? Do you think there has to be a
6: spark, or do you think you can grow to kind of like? I think it's nice that there's a spark, but you know, not. Do you know, some people punch above their weight, maybe, she, you know, this is a, a classic case, you know, of her being Who's a 10 punching? and him a 1 and, you know, I don't know.
2: Again, we're getting back to boxing. Maybe this thing's are my boxing. I'm all about boxing. Okay, right, another one. All my friends in relationships, how can I meet someone without any wing women?
6: Why would you want somebody to hold a candle? Do you know what I mean? Why would you want somebody to hold a candle when you go on a date? I but mean if I go on a date been... with you for example I'm not going to ask you to come with me Oh with please us or do Shannon.
1: you're not invited on our dates Fred and I are going on a date together No but together. I think what she means is how do you go out and meet people if all your friends are in relationships and they kind of want to just go on dates how do you meet people what's the best place is that right? I don't know, I think she just
2: needs any advice. She just
1: needs help.
6: (laughs) Well, she can ask a friend to introduce her to other single people. She can go to bars, she can do sports. Um, She can come um, to a restaurant maybe with people that she meets from work. And I think there are so many ways to, to meet people.
1: What do you think about all those
6: apps? I think it's okay. I think why not? I think you need to live with technology, you know. But I don't think you necessarily need it. Need
1: it, yeah. Okay. Next Um, next 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 problem. How do you get out of a date if it's going really badly?
6: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Would you do that? You say, thank you, I've got to go.
1: What, like (laughs) mid-dinner?
6: Well, I think that... you know, possibly what you have to do is before the date, you kind of pre that it could go pear shape, and therefore you already plan your exit strategy. So if you have to put it in place, then it doesn't seem rude, it seems very, very well, you know, and nobody gets offended or upset.
1: What would your exit strategy be?
6: Um, I don't know, what do you just have to say maybe, you I've got an hour and a half or, you know, I've got a, let's go for a coffee first, let's go for a drink. So that if you're happy with a person, you have a second one and maybe you go for some tapas or something. Oh, and that's then afterwards quite a good you,
1: idea. Yeah.
6: You just make your excuses and...
1: Would you ever do a runner? No. have
6: <laughs> um, got
1: one more. This is our last one. Okay. My friends say I'm really picky, but tell us, whats vavavoom.
6: Ah, le va voom
1: <laughs> Can you just say that again? <laughs> le va Sounds so good.
6: <laughs> I mean, le vavavoom voom is like, you know, you just... Je ne sais quoi, as I say, you know, is that little bit extra, right? Okay. Either you got it or you don't.
1: I'm speechless. Can you, you say it again? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And so Fred, with
2: all of his tips, there's a book called First Dates: The Art of Love, published by Penguin, which is out on the 22nd of September. So you can find all more tips and all about first dates in there. Um, thank you so
1: much for having us.
2: Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You're thank genius. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Georgia Murray and to James Lingwood from Art Angels, who she spoke to at Reading Prison.
2: And also, thank you to everyone who we spoke to about creating their new future. Thanks to our producer, Warren. And if you like us, please rate us. And remember to subscribe on ACAS, iTunes or your favourite podcast app.
1: Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with more from these four
5: walls.